before sun! Snoochie boochies. <laughs>
Welcome, nerds and nerdettes. Thank you for tuning in again. Now, last time, if you were not with us, we had a great little discussion about Guy Fox Day, a.k.a. the 5th of November. You can find that episode anywhere you cast your pod. Also discussed a little bit about V for Vendetta, which was obviously the comic book and movie written because of Guy Fox Day. You can follow along with the conversation on all media platforms of this social kind using the hashtag 30andnerdypod. Email, drop an email at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com and check out the ever-changing site 30andnerdypodcast.com. Now I want to talk to you a little bit about podchaser.com. If you go to podchaser.com, there are thousands of independent podcasts, great professional podcasts, creators, and playlists. Let me tell you about two of the playlists that you need to search for while you're at podchaser.com. That's The Pod Nation and The Apocalypse. Now I'll spell The Apocalypse for you. That's T-H-E-A-P-O-D-A-L-Y-P-S-E. And Pod Nation, one word. Take the time to leave a comment and review on this show as well as individual episodes. That lets me know what episodes you really fancied and what episodes didn't tickle your fancy. Also, check out some of the other independent podcasts within those playlists, Pod Nation and The Apocalypse. There are tons and tons and tons of quality shows there. Pick one a day, heck, one a week. Listen to them. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe, give them a like and a rating, and tell them the 30 and Nerdy podcast sent you. Let's get to your nerd vocabulary word of the week. Snugins. That's right. Snugins. Made popular by Jay, or Jason Mewes, in Jay and Silent Bob movies, this word was actually used by Jason Mewes often in their teenage years, according to Kevin Smith. And when asked what it means, Muse finally said, it just means I'm kidding. Just kidding. So use that in your day-to-day life. Snoogans. Just kidding. Now, with it being Friday the 13th, I feel the need to talk a little bit about the holiday. And some history, stuff like that. For instance, did you know that the fear of the number 13 is called... Triskaidekaphobia. True story. And the fear of Friday the 13th is called Periskevidekatriophobia. From the Greek words Periskevi, meaning Friday, and Dekatris, meaning 13. According to folklore historian Donald Dossie, the unlucky nature of the number 13 originated with Norse mythology, about 12 gods having a dinner party in Valhalla. The trickster god Loki, who was not invited, arrived as the 13th guest and arranged for Hur to shoot Baldur with a mistletoe-tipped arrow, causing his death. Norse myth states that upon Baldur's death, the whole earth went dark. This major event caused the number 13 to become unlucky. The superstition may have also come in the Middle Ages and come from the story of Jesus' death and crucifixion. 
There were 13 individuals present in the upper room on the night of the Last Supper on the 13th of Misan, Mandy, Thursday, which was the night before his death on that Good Friday. While there is some evidence of both Friday and the 13th being involved, it was really until the 19th century, though, that the combination of Friday the 13th was considered an unlucky day. Different cultures have unlucky days, for instance, Tuesday the 13th in Hispanic and Greek culture. Greek culture already feared the day of Tuesday as it was considered dominated by the influence of Ares, the god of war. Also, the fall of Constantinople to the Fourth Crusade occurred on Tuesday, April 13th, 1204. However, in Italian pop culture, Friday the 17th is considered the day of bad luck. This origin comes from the belief that if you shuffle the Roman numerals XVII, 17, you get the word vixi. This translates to I have lived, implying death in the present. An omen of bad luck. In fact, in Italy, 13 is generally considered a lucky number. That is, until the Americanization of Friday the 13th being unlucky. According to the Stress Management Center and Phobia Institute in Asheville, North Carolina, an estimated 17 to 21 million people in the U.S. are affected by a fear of Friday the 13th, making it the most feared day and date in the history. Some people are so paralyzed by this fear of it, they avoid their normal routines in doing business, taking flights, or even getting out of bed. It's even estimated that 800 to $900 million in, is lost on business on this day. Another little fun fact, unless there is a drastic change to the calendar system, there should never be more than three Friday the 13th in a year. However, here should always be at least one in a year. If there isn't, then something has changed. As for Friday the 13th in pop culture, well, everyone knows about Jason Voorhees, the fictional character who drowned as a boy because his counselors were uh, distracted. These films began in 1980 and have spawned 11 other movies after the release of the original in May of 1980. Yes, before you ask, he did go to space, he did get a crossover versus movie before they were cool, and he did get rebooted with Supernatural star Jared Padalecki and Flash's Daniel Panabaker. So Jason has been around the block, so to speak. We may never truly understand why Friday the 13th is deemed the unlucky day that it is. It could be coincidental misfortune that has plagued the date. But no matter what it is, I'm sure people will still treat it the way they have for centuries. Some hide, some celebrate, and to some, it's just another day. Regardless, happy Friday the 13th, nerds. Good day. I'm Barry Nerdington, and this is your nerdly news where we report, and you decide. Shortly after being asked to resign from the upcoming Fantastic Beasts 3, Johnny Depp's replacement may have been found. Mads 
Mickelson, from Hannibal, Doctor Strange, and Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, is allegedly in talks to step into the role of Grindelwald. Although Depp only filmed one scene before he was asked to step down, he will still retain his multi-million dollar salary due to the type of contract he has signed. The pay-or-play contract he has for the film requires that he be paid, no matter if he is the one playing the character or not. WB had this to say, Johnny Depp will depart the Fantastic Beasts franchise. We thank Johnny for his work on the films to date. Fantastic Beasts 3 is currently in production and the role of Gellert Grindelwald will be recast. The film will now debut in theaters worldwide in the summer of 2022. The Halo television series is bringing back the original actress for Cortana, the franchise's famous AI. IGN reports that Natasha McElhone, the actress originally cast to play both Cortana and her creator, Dr. Catherine Halsey, is unable to finish her work as the AI due to the pandemic. Longtime Cortana actress Jen Taylor will instead take the role, which has been her voice since the first game released in 2001. Showtime announced the series back in 2018. It stars Pablo Schreiber, Bokeem Woodbin, Olive Gray, and David Sapani, though it's unclear what shape the show's story will take. McElhoney is still set to play Halsey in the series. Taylor has voiced the role of both Cortana and Halsey in the series, as well as Microsoft Digital's assistant, Cortana. Production on the show has halted due to the pandemic, but resumed as recent as this week. Big news at DC Comics as longtime editor and industry icon Mary Javins was promoted to editor-in-chief. Javins is well known in the creative community, and it is safe to say much liked and respected among that community. Her promotion also makes her the first woman to be editor-in-chief of a Big Two publisher. Netflix has officially renewed the Umbrella Academy for Season 3. The upcoming third season will once again feature 10 new episodes, just as the past two seasons have. Season 3 will see the return of the original cast as well as showrunner Steve Blackman, who will also serve as executive producer. Currently, there is no release window for the upcoming season. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is returning for the reboot of 2002's The Scorpion King, but not as its leading man. Johnson will instead serve as a producer, spearheaded by Universal Pictures and Seven Bucks Productions, which is run by Johnson and his ex-wife, Danny Garcia. While The Rock is not reprising the role, there is always a good possibility of him making an appearance. If you remember... This was one of the roles that launched him into what he is today. The upcoming Mortal Kombat movie reboot has been delayed indefinitely, according to its producer. It will not be released until theaters have reopened nationwide. Mortal Kombat was originally scheduled to launch in March of 2021. However, producer Todd Garner has put that to bed by saying they will not have plans on a trailer until theaters are open nationwide. 
Justice League director Zack Snyder has revealed that he has ideas for a potential sequel that could follow up the HBO Max miniseries. Snyder recently appeared as a special guest on a League of Mayhem livestream for the Nerd Queens to discuss his version of Justice League, which will release in four parts on HBO Max in 2021. Over the course of the conversation, Snyder revealed that he already knows how the story would develop beyond the series for a potential Justice League 2. Much of the conversation dealt with Darkseid and his role in the version, as well as what his part would be in the sequel. Porter's Darkseid is just one of the many confirmed differences that the Snyder Cut will offer, along with new design for Steppenwolf, Jared Leto's Joker, and Joe Mangeliano's Deathstroke, and more. That's the end of your nerdly news. I'm Barry Nerdington signing off. More 30 and Nerdy will return after this brief word from our sponsors. How's it going? This is Rev with Brewing Up Rants Podcast. Me and the Duke of Nerds himself are coming at you with rants while also kicking back a few cold ones ourselves. Nothing is off limits here, so put up your feet, pour a cold one for yourself, and come hang out with us. Brewing Up Rants is a Badcast Company production. can be found on all major podcast platforms, like the one you're listening to now and many more. So what are you waiting for? Seriously, like what are you waiting for? There's no Cherry Coke here. Pop open that beverage. And cheers to you, nerds. A little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> I'm Midnight Agent Raw. And I'm Okami. We are the Super Media Bros Podcast. And each week, we give a comedic take on all forms of entertainment, such as movies, music, video games, television, and much more. So put your shades on and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Shades on. We're on. Hey, everybody. This is Tim from Johnny Has the Keys podcast, and you're listening to 30 and Nerdy with Tyler Mack. Ladies, ladies, ladies. Jay and Southern Papa are in the his heels. Snooch to the nooch, nerds and nerdettes. It's time to talk about what I think is one of the greatest duos in pop culture. And no, it ain't Batman and Robin. It's Bluntman and Chronic, a.k.a. Jay and Silent Bob. These two have brought me laughs since I first saw Clerk in the er- Clerks in the early 2000s. I still quote their movies to this day with my friends and still live by some of the wise sayings we got from Silent Bob when he chose to speak. I'm going to talk about the history of the characters, uh, the movies, uh, a little bit about cameos and the impact they have made on our nerd culture. Oh, and what would an episode of 30 and Nerdy Podcast be without some unknown nerdledge that I have dug up in my studies of the quick stop loving mall rats. So let's talk a little bit about the history of Jay and Silent Bob. So Jay and Silent Bob are fictional characters portrayed by Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith, respectively, in Kevin Smith's View Askewniverse, a fictional universe created and used in most of the films 
comics, and television programs written and produced by Smith, beginning with Clerks in 1994. Jay and Silent Bob have appeared in every View Askew Universe film, uh, excluding some of Smith's other projects like Jersey Girls, Zack and Mary, Cop Out, Red State, Tusk, and Yoga Hosers. They do not take place in the Jay and Silent Bob universe. So, the characters are shown spending most of their time selling marijuana in front of the convenience store in the Clerk films. In Clerk's The Animated Series, because it aired on ABC, which is Disney-owned, uh, they were shown selling illegal fireworks as opposed to drugs. Jay and Silent Bob, sometimes presented as Jason J. Darris and Robert Silent Bob, were born in Leonardo... Uh, New Jersey in the 1970s, according to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. They were met as infants in front of Quick Stop Groceries while their mothers shopped inside the record rack, which would eventually become RTS video. Silent Bob's uh, RST, sorry, RST video. Silent Bob's distinguishing features are his former heavy smoking habit, long coat, which turns into a Jedi robe, long dark hair, beard, and white backwards baseball cap. He was raised Catholic and is a gadgetry genius. True to his name, Silent Bob rarely speaks, but when he does, he often uh, offers uh, eloquent or logical things to say, delivering thought-provoking monologues to the other characters only in appropriate situations. Except for in Clerks 2, when Dante complains that the, these two never say anything intelligent, Jay calls for Silent Bob to quote-unquote do his thing, to which Silent Bob can only say, I I got nothing. Otherwise, he relies on hand gestures and facial expressions to communicate. Silent Bob is often angered by Jay, and when Silent Bob does speak, he will sometimes trash Jay, particularly in Chasing Amy, in which Silent Bob gave a long speech, and in Clerks 2, where he points out uh, when he speaks, he usually has nothing intelligent to say, uh, and of course, Jay and Silent Bob uh, strikes back. There's a huge rant. In Clerks, the animated series, Silent Bob is called Blutarski, but according to Smith, that was a joke referencing Animal House and has never actually given Silent Bob a last name. In Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, he has lost weight because in reality, Kevin Smith suffered a near-fatal heart attack and has now adopted a vegan diet on his doctor's advice. Jay is slim, has long blonde hair and towers over Silent Bob. In several of the later View Universe films, Jay wears a black knit cap in contrast to Silent Bob. Jay speaks frequently and offensively and often treats people with aggression or bullying, including Silent Bob. Jay's excessive cursing seems due to influence from his uncaring mother, who is shown uh, continually using profanity in front of him. His favorite word is the F word, obviously. In Clerks, uh, the first film to feature the duo, Jay, wears a San Jose Sharks baseball cap. He is also very active in trying to seduce several women. Now, Kevin Smith has stated, though, that he sees Jay as ambisexual. Jay, who's always talking about women, is a character a lot of young hetero guys identify with, but what's funny is Jay is actually ambisexual, Kevin Smith says, so it's nice to throw them a curveball to open their perspective a little bit. If I can lead a few cats into being a bit more tolerant, I feel pretty good. 
In issue number two of the Chasing Dogma comic book series, Jay launches into a lengthy and thoroughly impassioned impromptu speech on gay rights and tolerance before he notices Silent Bob's astonished expression and brushes the matter off. Silent Bob was confirmed as gay by Kevin Smith while discussing the reboot. Kevin actually came out and said that Silent Bob is gay. So let's talk a little bit about the timeline. Now, in order of release, the films go as follows. Now, this is not Kevin Smith's other stuff. This is just his View as Universe stuff. Uh, Clark's in 1994. Mall Rats in 95. Chasing Amy in 97. Chasing Dogma, the comic book, in 98. Dogma in 1999. Clark's the animated series in 2000. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back in 2001. Jay and Silent Bob do Degrassi, 2005. Clerks 2 was in 2006. Jay and Silent Bob's super groovy cartoon movie was 2013. And, of course, recently Jay and Silent Bob reboot in 2020. Now, he has announced that he is working on scripts for two other movies, Twilight of the Mall Rats and Clerks 3, which are obviously going to be View Universe uh, stories. So we can expect to see Jay and Silent Bob in those two as well. That was the timeline of release, though. Here is the timeline of the continuity. And it could be a little confusing, as confusing as figuring out time travel for Ant-Man and War Machine in Avengers Endgame. So please do keep up. In the timeline of the story, Mallrats is first. Clerks is second. Chasing Amy. Chasing Dogma. Dogma. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Clerks 2, and The Reboot. Those are the main, uh, I think, eight um, films in the View Universe, and that's their actual timeline. Not release date, timeline. Mallrats, Clerks, Chasing Amy, Chasing Dogma, Dogma, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Clerks 2, and Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. However, Clerks the Animated Series, Jay and Silent Bob do Degrassi, and Jay and Silent Bob Super Groovy Cartoon Movie have no continuity to the regular View Askewverse films. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob have even had their own video games. Jay and Silent Bob's Mall Brawl, Jay and Silent Bob Chronic Blunt Punch, and Jay and Silent Bob VR, as well as there's a few games that got released on iOS. I cannot claim to be able to, to discuss... Uh, any of these because I have I have yet to play them. I, I've not played any Jay and Silent Bob games, but I think it'd be pretty interesting. One of the popular aspects about the View Universe and Kevin Smith films in the Jay and Silent Bob storylines. Now, even though Jay and Silent Bob were not the main characters uh, early on in Clerks or Mallrats, they're never the main characters. Only in Strikes Back and Reboot. Are they the main characters? The guest stars, the cameos, the guest list from the View Universe is longer than the extended version of the Lord of the Rings put together. But I'll let you in on just a few names that over watching, I spent every uh, day the past few days watching all of Jay and Silent Bob's movies from Clerks, the original, all the way to the reboot. Uh, however, fun fact, you cannot stream Dogma. 
and I will uh, I'll fill you in on that. And that's upsetting because I truly enjoy Dogma uh, as a movie. But uh, so this is the crazy thing. Dogma. Kevin Smith uh, recently revealed why Dogma uh, isn't available to stream. Um, this religious fantasy comedy is uh, personally owned by Harvey Weinstein. Yes, that Harvey Weinstein, who licensed it for theatrical and release uh, 20 years ago. The deals uh, predated streaming services and really can't be updated since that has now lapsed. And since nobody will even work with the Weinsteins, there's little chance on fixing the fact that we can't get dogma on uh, stream device and similarly it's it's very unavailable on physical media it's very hard to find uh, with the only available copies being secondhand uh, made by Kevin Smith uh, and his crew uh, the high the, the prices are, are pretty high uh, they're demanding some pretty high prices like if you were to go to uh, prime right now and type in dogma DVD and you wanted to buy it the, some of these they're like 42 to dollars and up for some of these physical copies of dogma just because it's it's you know it's supply and demand <laughs> the supply is low <laughs> so uh the price is high um but uh, back to what i was talking about uh some of the famous uh, cameos and and following characters uh well, i mean we've seen faces like ben affleck matt damon mark hamill uh, Wes Craven, Michael Rooker, Jason Biggs, Alan Rickman, Melissa Benoist, Val Kilmer, Brian Quinn, Chris Rock, Chris Hemsworth, Stan the Man Lee, Rosario Dawson, Alanis Morissette, Craig Robinson, Jason Lee. Good Lord, I could stay here all day and talk about the faces that have popped up in Kevin Smith's View Askewverse Jay and Silent Bob movies. But one of the other massive things... That is the selling point for a lot of people in these movies is the continuitous jokes. Um, a large part of Kevin Smith's career as a filmmaker has been spent telling stories about New Jersey. Not to be mistaken for uh, just making the same movie over and over again with an affection for John Hughes who set a number of... Uh, vastly popular teen comedies in the very fictional town of Shermer, Illinois. Smith followed up Clerks with a number of movies set in the same microscopic continuity as his first film. Colloquially uh, named after View Askew Productions, the View Askew Universe encompasses all of Smith's films from 94 to 2020, with the exception of a few. Aside from be being set in New Jersey, the film features a company of actors who appear in various different roles throughout, including Jason Mewes, Brian O'Halloran, Jeff Anderson, Jason Lee, Affleck, and Damon. The films also have a number of running gags, reoccurring themes, and, uh, and less watched in sequence uh, you, you you wouldn't be able to understand. Uh, they also have characters that connect the films uh, to one another. Um, perhaps some of not all of them are apparent. Uh, like I said, unless you you watch in a certain order. Uh, so here's a lexicon of running jokes that I um, have kind of from just from just my mind's eye come up with. Um, I, I have not. I'm sure you can go 
to Google and search Jay and Silent Bob running jokes throughout the film or Kevin Smith's inside jokes in the film, whatever. But these are just kind of from my memory, uh, some of the ones that have always stuck out with me. And the first one is Julie Dwyer's death. Um, now, in uh, in the uh, um, earlier films, uh, Randall Graves uh, calls her funeral uh, the social event of the season. Uh, and uh, her... Her death is uh, actually a plot point in Smith's earlier films. Uh, although Mallrats came later, Julie's death takes place the night before that film starts, which means Mallrats is the earliest film in the continuity chronologically. Uh, the film's hero, T.S., apparently told Julie that the camera adds 10 pounds on the day before her appearance on a dating show that will be televised nationally. This caused Julie to have a fatal... She goes to start swimming laps to try to uh, lose weight, and in the 700th lap at the YMCA, she suffers a brain embolism and dies. Uh, in Mallrats, this means that T.S. girlfriend, Brandy, has to fill uh, in on the dating show, and she dumps T.S. in the process. So in Clerks, there's much discussion of Julie's funeral, which Dante and Randall close. Uh, they close the quick stop to attend the funeral. They're quickly chased out of there once Randall accidentally knocks open the casket. Uh, a scene which turned up in animated form as Clerks: The Lost Scene on the 10th anniversary uh, DVD. And if uh, moving forward, uh, the funeral Julie Dwyer has been mentioned in. Uh, Dogma, Chasing Amy, as well as Strikes Back. And I think Clerks too. So there's one running gag. The other running gag is Walt Flanagan. Uh, Smith has been known to cast his friends in uh, his films, just like you've seen from The Broken Lizard Crew, from Adam Sandler, from uh, Mike Myers. Uh, the talent pool available while making Clerks uh, has been continued in most of his films. Walt Flanagan is one of those. He plays no fewer than four roles in the first Clerks movie. But the gratitude for his work on the film seems quite peculiar. Flanagan has been uh, immortalized in Smith's dialogue as Walter, a cousin shared by Randall from Clerks and Brody from Mallrats. Uh, each of them tells a different story about their late relative with Randall focusing specifically on how he broke his neck uh, in an ill-advised but bold attempt to... Um, uh, to never mind. Uh, and then Mallrats opens with a story about how Walter kept getting cats stuck in his butt, in vain, hoping that they would be able to dislodge the gerbil that he had previously put there. Still, uh, Walt's most memorable on-screen roles is the role of Walt Grover, a stooge to comic nerd Steve Dave Pulaski, played by Brian Johnson. Now, Walt has his own catchphrase. Tell him, Steve, Dave, which, if you're a podcast fan, that is the name of Walt and Brian Johnson's podcast, Tell Him, Steve, Dave. One of the more obscure references to Walt in the film comes when Jay and Silent Bob are on the run from uh, security guard LaFleur's and Mallrats. And Jay says, uh, Man, that bastard's faster than Walt Flanagan's dog. Uh, the gag actually, if, if I'm remembering this correctly, the gag uh, was in the comic spinoff 
uh, written by Kevin Smith in which the dog gets stoned and chases them across New Jersey, uh, leading directly into mall rats. So uh, it's technically the, the prequel to mall rats, this comic book, Walt Flanagan's dog. Um, another one that I have noticed in my watching through is, is it's never overly stated that Randall and Brody are cousins. I talked about it a little earlier in the movies. Uh, but it's it's like an expanded universe, if you will. Uh, it's easier to spot cousins of Dante Hicks because they're actually played by Brian Alholloran, who plays Dante Hicks. Arguably the hero of the whole continuity. Dante bookends the films by appearing in every film that um, Kevin has done as either... Dante, or his cousin. And it's, it's funny because his cousin Gil Hicks is in Mallrats, and he is this, the suitor for the show that Michael Rooker's character is setting up. He winds up embarrassed and exposed as a homophobe, sort of, by Brody. Uh, in Chasing Amy, he's a high-ranking executive, Jim Hicks, who wants to make Bluntman and Chronic into a cartoon series. And in Dogma, he's Grant Hicks, an unfortunate newsman who dies painfully when the angels attack. So this is a Hicks family in continuity, all played by Brian O'Halloran, who was the original? Who was Dante Hicks in the original film Clerks that started it all? So he is playing uh, all of his cousins, and that's really one of the the bigger funny jokes throughout the Viewers universe. Uh, I think it's probably one of my personal favorites. There's also a, a small one that, unless you watch every movie back to back to back, and unless you're really paying attention, goes unnoticed. But he's in every movie. It's the man drinking two coffees. In every Jay and Silent Bob movie, there is a random heavyset man drinking two cups of coffee like it's going out of style. Uh, he's in a random scene in every movie of the Viewisk universe. And he's alternating coffee gulps. Um, it's pretty funny. Uh, the other one is Harley Quinn Smith, Kevin's daughter. He has had his daughter in almost every movie he has done since she was born. In Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, she plays Baby Silent Bob. In the reboot, however, she plays a main part as Millie, a.k.a. Jay's daughter. Uh, she was also in his films Clerks 2, Tusk, Jersey Girl, Yoga Hosers, uh, his episode of Supergirl, and his upcoming Masters of the Universe show. So she in herself is a continuity joke, having his daughter in everything he does. The other one, the last one I want to talk about, I mean, these are just a few, So, but the last one I want to talk about is Moobies. Uh, first appearing in Dogma, Moobies is a uh, fast food restaurant chain that provokes the ire of fallen angels Bartleby and Loki. Uh, Loki, the former angel of death, delivers his wrath upon the board members of Moobies and accuses them of idolatry. The restaurant's mascot is literally a golden calf, so it's a little on the nose in that way. Uh, the restaurant reappears in Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back, but it's most prominent as the setting for Clerks 2. Uh, when the quick stop burns down to the ground, Dante and Randall have to get new jobs at the New Jersey branch of Moobies about, for about a year until Dante seems set to start a new life in Florida. In both Dogma and Clerks 2, though, Moobies symbolizes the utter... <laughs> 
utter lack of identity in modern corporate culture. The board members mindlessly celebrate the influx of yet more income from the Golden Calf spinoff media. The guile of their unmentionable extracurricular activities looming between them. And Dante and Randall are reduced to burger flippers, mocked by people they knew in high school. Somehow, Moobies represents a faith worse than being clerks. Again, that's just a few of the big running continued jokes in the View Askewniverse. There are so many more to date. Uh, They are what make it good in my eyes. Heck, I still find some connected jokes uh, that I had not previously seen um, when I watch back through. And and, uh, they're just, they're hilarious. Uh, And I'm going to step away for a quick break. Going to play... Uh, Some word from our sponsors, and I will talk to you soon when 30 and Nerdy Podcast returns. Snoogans. 30 and Nerdy Podcast is brought to you by Encore Theatrical Company. In 2006, a group of actors, musicians, educators, and theater artists came together to discuss the state of performing arts in the Lakeway area. They began to identify the need for a reputable performing arts company that would provide quality entertainment and arts education for audiences and artists alike. They set out to improve the quality of life in our community, to produce exciting plays and musicals, and to promote the performing arts in our region. Encore Theatrical Company believes in the power of the arts. Through live performances and educational programs, they provide quality entertainment by creating opportunities for the artistic minds in our region to exercise, nurture, and grow their talents. By cultivating and promoting the performing arts, they will improve the quality of life in the Lakeway area. You can find Encore Theatrical Company on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and see what's going on at ETC Plays. Dot com, where it's not just theater, it's Encore. Hey, this is Ken M., host of the ODPH podcast, better known as the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. And right now you are locked and loaded to the sweet tea of the nerdy South, the Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack, and the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. <laughs> Thought I'd never find your precious blunt cave, did you, Hemp Knight? Now. You and your sidekick are finally in the grasp of Kaka! <laughs> Why do they call you Cockknocker? Actually, there's a funny story behind that. <laughs> You're gonna love this. True story! Whoa! Avenge me! Lucas gonna sue somebody. Any last words before I bust your balls, blunt man? That was a scene from Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back where Mark Hamill appears as the villain and obviously most nerds would recognize that voice because he is the voice to the Joker. So... He basically kind of plays a little bit of the Joker with the trickster and this villain in this movie that they're filming about Blunt Man and Chronic, Jay and Silent Bob. 
So that's one of my favorite scenes um, from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, which is why I had to include it, mainly because I'm such a huge Mark Hamill fan. So I want to talk a little bit about the impact that uh, Jay and Silent Bob uh, has had on our culture. Um, now, they, they, they've had a huge impact on our nerd culture, not just as characters in a franchise of movies, but as pop culture idols. Maybe Kev more than Jay. But uh, Kevin began turning his face into a brand instead of just staying just a quiet character in a goofy film franchise with a cult following. A lot of it had to do with Jay being in and out of rehab, so he needed something to do. There was so much time on his hands, and you can't just be Silent Bob without Jay. So, what do you do? He loves comics, he loves to talk nerd, he loves to create, and he loves his fans. So, what did he do? You create more for the fans. Kevin has written comic books for Marvel and DC. He has hosted panel after panel at Comic-Cons. He's given us fantastic podcasts. He worked on shows like The Flash and Supergirl. He's, he's done it all. Uh, he took what he started doing and transitioned it into being one of the faces of nerd culture. Comic Book Men, Fat Man on Batman, Fat Man Beyond, the IMD boat, IMDB boat. Uh, th- these are just a few of the amazing things he has brought to our nerd culture. Uh, to think... <laughs> It all started with two stoners loitering outside of a quick stop. And what would a 30 and Nerdy podcast episode be without some unknown nerdledge about Jay and his hetero life mate, Silent Bob? Jay is, in fact, based on Jason Mewes. Jason and Kevin both have admitted that when Clerks was filming in 1994, Jason Mewes actually talked like that in real life all the time. Many of his lines came straight from conversation and exclamations Jay had made in their many years of friendship. So, it was easy for him to memorize those lines. Smith famously self-financed clerks by pilfering his college funds, selling comic books, and an insurance claim from his car being destroyed in a flood. Smith was a non-smoker until the film Clerks. However, Silent Bob being a chain smoker got him himself addicted to cigarettes. He became a -a two-pack-a-day smoker. He has since quit smoking cigarettes and smoking something else. He says that if it weren't for the green, he'd still be addicted to them and may be dead. Another one, when Mallrats came around, Kevin actually had a studio backing the movie. However, with the studio came the opinions of said studio. They did not want Jason Mewes returning as the role of Jay and wanted Seth Green instead. Smith battled back and forth with them, and they fought hard. However, when they showed up to watch him and remained ready to fire Muse on the days that they were there, being made aware of it, Jay showed up and delivered some of the best performances he'd ever had, having his lines memorized to a T. After the battle with the studio, Dogma uh, was no different. 
this was at the time the biggest film they they had done and the studio still did not like Muse so Muse knowing that showed up to Dogma with not just every one of his lines memorized but everyone else's in the cast he did it to show up the studio and show Kevin that he could do it and in his words he didn't want to piss off that Rickman dude if you've seen Dogma, you know that Alan Rickman plays the the angel Metatron. Uh, not Megatron, Metatron. Uh, after several, this last little unknown fact, after several failed attempts, Smith never gave up on his friend and his heroin addiction. No matter the theft and the getting high, Kevin didn't give up on his friend. And his friend got better. It paid off. Muse has not been has now been sober for ten years and is married with a child. So he did not give up on Jason Muse. Had he given up, we probably would not have a Jay and Silent Bob reboot because honestly, if if you know Kevin Smith, he's not going to do Jay and Silent Bob movies with a different Jay. Uh, he would just keep the characters out. To be honest, and those are some of your unknown nerdledge facts uh for jay and silent bob maybe i've missed some if there's some that you know that i have not mentioned or you think that people should know email me 30andnerdypod at gmail.com i will talk about them on the next episode and bring them up and i thank you in advance if you do email me or hit, hit me up at the hashtag 30andnerdypod on Twitter or Facebook, if you have any unknown facts about this this dynamic duo or Kevin Smith and his uh, film franchises, so I have enjoyed uh, talking about Jay and Silent Bob and the Viewisk universe with you all um, on this on this Friday the thirteenth. I thought, what perfect day to talk about two of my favorite goofy characters in all of film franchises uh, on a day that people take far too serious. So why not release it on Friday the 13th, especially with it being 2020? I've enjoyed it. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, before we cut this show out, why don't we hear a li- one last word from one of our amazing sponsors. From us here at Advertising Expressions, we want you to know that we hope that you and yours have been well amid this pandemic. We have been blessed to have survived ourselves and realized that here in Morristown, it can be hard to keep things rolling in times like these. Therefore, whether you are a business that has closed and are looking to reopen, a business that has crawled through this time fighting for the next breath, or maybe you are a business that has done better in this time, we want to help you. See, our business is to promote yours, and we strive to do that by getting your name in front of as many people as possible, as often as possible, for as long as possible. In response to the COVID-19 pandemic, we are giving you 19% off new quotes that may result in orders of $190 or more. Use the promo code NERDRONA19, that's N-E-R-D-R-O-N-A-1-9. You can find us at 2103 Morningside Drive in Morristown, Tennessee, or contact us at 423-586-3270. 
A reboot, boys, is when Hollywood wants to make a lot of money without the hassle of creating a new movie. So they take an old movie and change just enough to make you pay for the same shit all over again. Those greedy Bleep. fucking animals. Oh, it's insidious. They take a flick you loved as a kid and add youth and diversity to it. For example, name the movie where a robot has secret plans that could help the good guys beat the bad guys and their leader in a black mask by blowing up a giant ray gun in space. Star Wars. No, The Force Awakens. See, now that's what you call a reboot. Nung. Ah, yes. Probably one of my other favorite scenes out of any Jay and Silent Bob movie is where Brody in the newest reboot movie basically says what we're all thinking about the new Star Wars. Now, I don't think that everyone has the same opinion as me, and I, I, I would hope that not everyone in the world has the same opinion as other people, but that is how some of us feel. You took the same stuff we grew up with, you twisted it just a little bit to make us pay for the same freaking thing. You greedy vultures. But, I digress. I want to thank everyone for tuning in on this Friday the 13th, or whenever you happen to be listening to my voice. Also, a huge shout-out to all the Patreon supporters. If you're a Patreon supporter, you just recently got the first of Season 2's Mandalorian Mondays. Those will continue throughout the season as the show goes on. And... If you're not a Patreon supporter, you don't get them. Now, you can become a Patreon supporter for just as little as $1 a month. There are other tiers that open other things, but for Mandalorian Monday, in these trying times, all you have to be is a $1 a month tier, and you're getting Mandalorian Mondays featuring myself, the Rev of Rants, and the triumphant return of Dr. Davis. He will be joining us on Mandalorian Mondays, so tune in to Patreon for those. Now, they come out every Monday, obviously by the name, and as I said, you can be a Mandalorian Monday follower for just as little as $1 a month on Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash badcastcompany to see how you can do that. Also, a huge shout-out to our Pod Chaser family in the playlists, Pod Nation, and the Apocalypse. Huge shout-out to you all, as well as our social media community in the Alternate Reality Radio and the Legion of Independent Podcasts on Twitter. Find these hashtags, Alternate Reality Radio, the Legion of Independent Podcasts, Pod Nation, the Apocalypse. Look for all those hashtags on Twitter, and you will find some amazing independent podcasters out there that you need to be listening to and while you're at it give them a rating give them a subscribe follow along tell them 30 and nerdy podcasts sent you thank you next time uh i'm I'm, I'm very excited we're going to be celebrating the quote-unquote birthday of my favorite marvel character wolverine so, it's going to be all about Wolverine, the history, some unknown nerdledge, some of his best moments. So, if you were a fan of Wolvie, half a fan of Wolvie, even if you're not a fan of Wolverine, you should absolutely tune into that episode because maybe you'll find a reason to like him a little more. Maybe you'll find some unknown things that you did not know about Weapon X himself. So, send in qu- questions, send in thoughts, send in what your thoughts are on Wolverine, and I will 
read them in next week's episode. That is it for me, nerds and nerdettes. Thank you for tuning in. Have a have a fantastic evening, afternoon, morning, whenever it is. And just remember to be kind. Be kind to one another, especially in these trying times that is not just 2020, but the transition we are going through. Be kind to your neighbor no matter what color they are, no matter what religion they are, no matter what race, no matter what creed, orientation, what have you. Be kind to one another. It's really not that hard. Mask up. Stay sanitized, nerds. Y'all have been beautiful. I've been your Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack. We'll see you next time. Cheers to you. You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast with your Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack. Brought to you by Ashley Lodge Photography, Freddy Cat Productions, Encore Theatrical Company, and Advertising Expressions. 30 and Nerdy is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and a Badcast Company production. Join the Nerd World Order by following the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow along with the conversation using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. Find us in the Pod Nation at PodChaser.com and rate this episode. Got something to say? Email us at 30andNerdyPod at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, cheers to you, nerds. That's all, folks.